the year requiring them. I'm John Doman. Trying to improve traffic on this busy Northern Virginia route. I'm Neil Augenstein. A community staple in Virginia, heavily damaged by a fire. I'm Nick Ainelli. The Dow is down 116 points. One o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Zoom. I'm Steve Kathan. Scorching triple-digit heat in store for the Pacific Northwest. It's expected to hit 102 in Portland, Oregon, close to 110 in interior parts of that state and Washington. Fire Lieutenant Cody Turcotte is worried about the possibility of fire. These light fuels, you know, with a little bit of wind, um, all they need is an ignition source. Wildfires burn in more than a dozen states, the biggest near California's Yosemite National Park. Reporter Chris Fox says it's still very hot in Texas. Two months of triple-digit temperatures with almost no rain has left a majority of Texas facing an exceptional drought condition. I don't know how people can work outside right now. It's it's terrible. I mean, 100 degrees continuously is... is... And in the St. Louis area... Record rainfall caused widespread flash flooding this morning, road closures and rescues by boat in some places. Health update now on President Biden's COVID-19 case from the White House. CBS's Stephen Portnoy. There's no mention in Dr. Kevin O'Connor's latest note of any symptoms. In fact, the president's doctor says Mr. Biden's symptoms have now almost completely resolved and that he feels well enough to resume regular exercise. The president will continue in isolation and this is considered his fifth day of recovery. The doctor says Mr. Biden is being very specifically conscientious to avoid spreading the virus to residents, staff, Secret Service agents, or any aides who may be attending to it. Well, some critics of Mr. Biden are in Washington. Finally, we call for ending all taxpayer funding of abortion and defunding Planned Parenthood once and for all. Vice President Pence at a conservative event. Later, pres uh, former President Trump returns to D.C. for the first time since leaving office for a speech to allies. The conference board reports consumer confidence fell for a third straight month. The group's Lynn Franco says economic concerns are linked to inflation. We've seen, you know, autos, home, major appliance intentions declining, both from inflation and from interest rate hikes. General Motors says it took in $1.67 billion from April through June. That's 40% lower than a year ago. Computer chip and parts shortages driving down sales. From the world of television. There's word Leave It to Beaver star Tony Dow has died. He played the older brother Wally. Gee, Wally, it's yours. Nice you helped me out. Look. I'm only helping you because if Dad gets mad at you, he always winds up getting mad at me. Tony Dow had liver cancer. He was 77 years old. Wall Street, the Dow is down 121. This is CBS News. Half a million businesses connect using Zoom for communication and collaboration around the globe. Zoom, how the world connects. 103 on WTOP, Tuesday afternoon. It's July 26. We have cloudy skies, 76 degrees, as we head to the 80s. Good afternoon, I'm Mark Lewis. And I'm Deborah Feinstein. Here are the top local stories of the hour. A retired Baltimore City police officer was the victim in a shooting. Well, now he's accused of sex abuse of children at the daycare center that was operated by his wife. And she is his accused attacker. 57-year-old James Weems Jr. was shot inside a hotel room at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel in D.C. on Thursday. The suspected shooter 
his wife, 50-year-old Shantiri James. At the time of the shooting during a standoff with police, Shantiri James accused her husband, a retired Baltimore City police officer, of sexually abusing children at her Owings Mills daycare center. According to court documents, she told police she wanted to shoot herself, and when asked if someone else was in the hotel room with her, she's quoted as saying, F him, he's a child molester. The investigation into allegations of abuse continue. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. We've learned the name of the Montgomery County deputy involved in the deadly shooting of a suspect in Gaithersburg last week. Dominic Mash was with fellow members of the U.S. Marshals Capital Area Regional Fugitive Task Force. They were trying to serve an arrest warrant. When they arrived, they say a 35-year-old suspect armed with a knife tried to escape through a window. He was shot and killed by Mash, a nine-year veteran of the task force. No officers were hurt. The FBI is handling the investigation. When the school year ended last month, there was a local county that still required students to wear masks. But now that policy has changed. Back on July 1st, Prince George's County Public Schools lifted the indoor mask mandate at its schools and facilities, becoming the final school system in the region to do so. The announcement was made in a short email sent to employees, but otherwise never publicized. It asks employees to exercise good judgment and support whatever choice their colleagues make when it comes to wearing a mask. In February, school CEO Monica Goldson told parents in an email that she anticipated lifting the mandate by the end of the most recent school year. That didn't happen, and in fact, school leaders never really mentioned it again. John Dome in WTOP News. The city of Alexandria has plans to improve traffic flow along a busy stretch of roadway. But in uh, but some in surrounding neighborhoods are concerned that solving one problem will cause another. This is Duke Street right near the entry ramp to Telegraph Road, which connects to the Beltway. For years, neighbors on side streets here have dealt with cut-through traffic. The city has long-term plans to rebuild these service roads and little turnarounds that cause daily congestion. But some are concerned about plans for a new traffic light on Duke and that it would bring a new round of cut-through traffic through the neighborhoods off Duke Street. In Alexandria, Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. Traffic and weather headed your way. It's 106. Here's Katherine Jennings, lead scientist at the Applied Science Research Center and senior manager for the life sciences team at Noblison. Evolving biosurveillance in the post-pandemic era, sponsored by Noblis. And so if we're using whole genome sequencing in addition to PCR, we're able to characterize what those mutations are, where they're occurring, and what they mean in the biology of the virus, especially as it relates to causing disease. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Noblis. Tackling national challenges that continue to rise and change rapidly can be difficult. Noblis can help. Noblis brings together the best of science, technology, and engineering to solve complex challenges, like improving transportation and infrastructure systems, countering threats from weapons of mass destruction, and enhancing the operability of naval surface ships. For 25 years, Noblis has been an innovator with the federal government, investing in advanced R&D, enriching lives, and making our nation safer. Noblis for the best of reasons. Visit noblis.org to learn more. We want to say thanks to all who nominated your favorite local restaurants in WTOP's Top 10 contest. Those entries are currently being vetted, but these small businesses still need your help in order to win. Come back and vote for your favorites beginning Monday. 
August 1st. Visit WTOP.com.